Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. But the, uh, Andrew and Crystal, will you guys come up to the stage real quick? I know I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I want to pray over you guys. Andrew is, we honor our military, and he's a faithful, been in the Army and now in reserves, and he's been actually, yeah, come on, let's give it up for our military. Yeah, we're going to pray that that's going to go away. Yeah. Yes, come on, we can honor. So Andrew is being deployed to Syria uh, in about a week, right? Next Sunday. Next Sunday, one week. Uh, And they're saying a year, but I'm praying that God does a thing. Um, But just serving our country, protecting us, freedom doesn't come free. It never comes free. And it's alive from the enemy until we get to heaven and there is no enemy. There is always a fight to keep freedom. And so we just want to honor. I'm going to pray for you guys. You guys there to catch. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for Andrew and Crystal. We thank you for his service. We thank you for his sacrifice. We thank you that when his uh, country calls, that he still steps up to the plate, Lord. God, we pray the most divine heavenly protection. Not only is the Holy Spirit in you and around you, but we dispatch angels on every side of you. I see, I see 12 angels. Every, every, you're six, you're 12, you're 11, you name it, you got an angel there protecting you. And I even see divine appointments. I see you healing people of PTSD. I see you just encouraging and bringing, bringing the Holy Spirit on the front line. And God doing a mighty thing through you, Andrew. And, that, and I, I hear him promise, I will look over your family. And for every day that's taken from you on this deployment, you will receive tenfold blessing towards your family, towards just the relationships. And God is going to be ministering to your family. God, we pray for Crystal. Lord, we pray that she is surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses, Lord that she knows that she has a church with her here. Yeah. And God, that she would feel nothing but joy and, and, and pride in what her husband is doing. And God, she would feel the peace. And not just that, Lord, but you're gonna be doing some awesome things in her world while she's here. She is going to step in new levels. I see, I see God is going to even begin to uh, pivot your financial streams, Crystal, and that he's gonna open up the desires of your heart. Uh, in that area and you're going to see you get to do the things you love to do and finances are going to come through that and God we also declare that uh, there will be zero never again migraines Lord right now in the name of Jesus Lord that this season will go fast but also be a cherished season of intimacy with you and seeing your power in Jesus name the church said amen Come on. Come on. Love our military. Come on. All right. You can take another seat. Let's go.
Wow. I want to I get somewhere with this word today because I really, uh, I've had it on my heart for several weeks and, and wrestled with it. And uh, don't, first of all, don't you guys just love the Bible? Yeah. I love the Bible. And you know what I love about the Bible? If you don't love the Bible, let me encourage you. Our ministry team will be up here today. Ask to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when you read the Bible after you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you're like, everything is electric here. Before then, it might have felt like a task. But uh, I love the Bible because God doesn't edit the heroes. He like, he, he gives, it's not a, you know, no filter. This isn't Instagram, man. Like, like we get to see the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Like of, of the heroes. That's why everyone loves Peter, right? Everybody a little bit can relate to Peter. Gets over his skis, puts his foot in his mouth sometimes, you know, th- acts before he thinks. Like we all can kind of relate to that. We've all been there. We've been hangry and we've said things we shouldn't have said. You know, it just, we relate. And I love it, you know, we love David. Like we love, you know, he had, he had like some dad issues and, and, he, and, he, and he, had to, he was on the run and he, there was betrayals. It's just there's a reality in the stories where we get to see the ups and downs, the highs and lows. And so often I find myself relating to characters in the Bible. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been relating to this one character in the Bible. Like I feel like there's no other character in the Bible that I have related more to than this character I want to highlight right now. And so I'm going to go uh, to Mark 11, verse 2 through 10. And there's a few characters in the Bible. Jesus is in it. Although I love him very much, and I do relate to so much, that hasn't been the character. There's a couple disciples in here. Love them very much. They inspire me. Haven't related to it. But the one character I have related to so well lately is the donkey. I just, I feel this donkey. Like, I, I, can, I can get on the same page with him. My wife said, are you sure you don't feel like the donkey and maybe the other name for the donkey? I was like, no, but no, just kidding. She would never say that. And I'll admit, I got to be honest with you. Trying to come up with the title of this message was incredibly hard because my sarcastic brain could not get an appropriate title. This is probably my eighth title that I had to scratch the other eight because the media team's like, we're not putting that on a screen. (laughs) So the title of my message is The Smart Donkey. The Smart Donkey. Yeah, you see that? See it in there? I've been called a smart donkey before. (laughs) Donkey. (laughs) And I couldn't stop thinking about Shrek during this whole message prep. Donkey. (laughs) And as if the Holy Spirit doesn't have a sense of humor, uh, the other day my wife was getting out pictures for the the Cherish Night. Ladies, by the way, you should go. She was finding high school pictures of herself. Now, you might not know this, but me and my wife knew each other in high school. In fact, we dated freshman year for a couple months until I was stupid and messed that up. Uh, But then we were in like the same friend group and we became very close friends. And uh, so she pulls out her yearbook and she's just like laughing and also going like, Will you just read what you have wrote in my yearbook? <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> I was in process of being saved. There's their areas, but but I was reading one of the things, and <sighs> part of my mandate is to make you feel fill you with hope. And so part of it is showing you if he can use a jacked up guy like me, he can definitely use you. Okay, so bear with me. I was freshly saved in high school, but. Uh, 
So I'm reading what I wrote in her yearbook, and it's a really weird combination because I was saved. So I'm like, you're awesome. Jesus uses you. You're great. I'm being all like Spiro. And then I just dropped like this super inappropriate joke that I knew, and I remember when I did it, her boyfriend at the time, who didn't really like me, probably because I flirted a little bit too much with her, like, I knew he'd read it, and it was like, I did that. I'm such a donkey. Like, I did that just because I thought it would be funny if he read it. Like, it, and the, the poor guy, should I tell the other, the worst thing I ever did to him? No, it's too much. It's too much. All right, short version. Short version. This is, I mean, justifiably, this guy was actually a really nice guy. I just want to say that. Like, he was a nice guy, and I regret this. But uh, we were at a pool party, and the time had come for that relationship to, to end. And so, <laughs> Lorenz, not my choice, Lorenz's choice, she was going to break up with him. Not for me, it was just, it, it wasn't working. And uh, so, but she, you know, in high school, as you do, she tells all her friends, like, hey, by the way, I'm going to break up with this guy at the pool party. And so we're all like, oh my gosh, you know? So they're in the front yard, and we're like looking out the window, like, you know, like 12 of us, like, oh my gosh. And so they do. And so I think it'd be really funny because I'm sarcastic. By the way, please just remember, I'm doing this to give you hope. I'm like, you know, it'd be really funny. She just broke up with her boyfriend. You got, all you guys, we were in her room. We're like, all you guys hide. And I'm just going to sit there. I was in my bathing suit. I'm just going to sit there in the bed and be like, so I hear you're single. You know, like I was just going to, no intention. There were 12 people in the room. But I just think like, this will be hilarious because that's the kind of person I am. And, uh, <laughs> And so, you know, we're waiting, we're waiting. We hear her walking down the hall, and she walks in the hall. And so it's time perfectly. The door opens, and I start my line. I'm like, so I hear you're single. And right as I hit single, behind her walks in the guy that she just dumped. She just dumped him, and he was going to get some of his stuff. I'm a a donkey. Anyways. (laughs) So if God can do with a young man like that and can take him here, let me give you hope. Let me give you hope. There is hope for you. There is hope. I just had a problem that anything for a laugh and that costs people sometimes. Anyways, so the smart donkey. I want to read Mark 11, 2 through 10. Here we go. And he said to them, go into the village opposite you. This is Jesus talking to disciples. And as soon as he had entered it, uh, as soon as you enter, you will find a colt or a young donkey tied on which no one has set. Loose it, someone say loose it. And bring it, someone say bring it. it. It's cool when you say bring it to the preacher, by the way. You can do that, right, bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. Say, the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied to the door outside of the street and they loosed it. Next one. But some of those who stood there said to them, what are you doing loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded. A little side note, when the Holy Spirit tells you what to say, try to stick to the script he gives you. Especially if you're in an argument with your spouse. Like try, if he gives you something to say, stick to the script, don't add anything. That's that's always a recipe for a bad idea. And don't take away anything either. So they said exactly what they said. They just said, hey, God has need need for it. And it worked. So then they brought the colt to Jesus and they threw their clothes on it and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut uh, leafy branches or palms from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The reason I relate so much to this donkey is because that is honestly what the Holy Spirit's been showing me is, is like one of the best models for what it is to really be a spirit-filled Christian. To be a spirit-filled Christian is you walk into a town, a scenario, a situation, a family gathering, a work environment, and you were meant to just be the one carrying the king. That, that, that is such a beautiful place to be as a believer. And, and so as we're in our Holy Spirit series, I want to lay a little foundation of what God's doing to prepare us to do that and also talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit because in this scenario, that donkey was physically carrying Jesus. But the Bible, Jesus was very clear on who the Holy Spirit is. I just want you to know the Holy Spirit isn't a feeling. He's not an atmosphere. He's not haze or the key of D or C or E minor. He's none of those things. He's a person. He's a person, a part of the Trinity, a part of the Godhead. In fact, when... Uh, when Jesus was finishing his last conversation with his disciples in John chapter 14, he puts it this way in verse 16. He says, and you will pray, or, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Pause right there. There's two words in the Hebrew for another right here. One is, uh, is implies that they're different. So I could say, you know, here's a pulpit, here's a side table. Maybe similar folks, but they're not the same thing. But there's another word that implies it is another, but it's exactly the same. And Jesus uses that word when he describes the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to send you another, but exactly the same. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if you've seen the Father, you've seen the Holy Spirit. They, we're all the same. And so as a Christian, having the Holy Spirit in you, you are exactly like that donkey. You are a vessel that has an opportunity to carry the king, the high priest, the savior into a situation. And people will feel Jesus because they feel the Holy Spirit on you. They see the Holy Spirit in you. You partner with Jesus were never meant to be a thermometer. You were meant to be a thermostat. You will shift things in the world if you recognize that the Holy Spirit is a person. And just like any person, the Holy Spirit wants to commune with you. He wants relationship with you. He wants you to check in. Sometimes uh, I'll be up here and I'll close my eyes for a second and be quiet. And I know that can be stressful, especially if you're a polished public communicator. But, I'm, but you know, Pastor Andy freaks out. He's like, oh, do you have a stroke? But no, I'm, I'm actually, sometimes I pause because I feel a fork in the road and I'm asking the Holy Spirit what, just real quick, like, hey, you want to... This is your show. This is your thing. I just want to get back to being the, the donkey that carries you, well, carries you well. So we don't want to ever treat the Holy Spirit like anything less than a person. And when we think that that person is actually now living inside us, that we're carrying him everywhere we go, that is a, that is a cool and yet a little bit groundbreaking thought to actually begin to capture that. And one of my pursuits as a Christian is just to be more aware that he's with me while I'm on a walk and he's with me when I'm in a boardroom. He's, he's with me when I'm reading my Bible. He's with me when I'm throwing my kids in the, in the pool. Like he's, he's with me. And it's a really important thing to foster. And, and 
So as I, as I dig in and realize, oh, I am the donkey. I am the vessel that's meant to carry Jesus. I, I was drawn, the Holy Spirit drawn me to like look at some of the things that Jesus said about the donkey that defined the donkey that he was going to use and he just pulled out this little well for me that I want to share with you guys that apply. So the first thing he said in, um, it doesn't matter which verse, I think it was verse five. He said, go find a donkey which no one has set. So this donkey was brand new to the carrying game. Was brand new to the, uh, the like that one, okay? Wild, just out there. <laughs> just eating them wild oats. He had, he had never carried a person before. And, and it got me thinking, I'm like, well, is that, can you just do that? Like, I've never owned a donkey, so can you do that? I've heard that they're stubborn, and so I did this whole digging on donkeys. You know, it, you, one, they usually have to be three or four years old, and two, it takes a year of training before you can ever even sit on a donkey. So right there, it's miraculous, even in itself, that he was able to ride a donkey that's never been rode because that, if, you know, for all the people back then that were in the equestrian lifestyle, they were just thinking like, this is a miracle here. Yeah, Lazarus got up, but that's not easy. You can't just do that. And I, when I was researching donkeys, another thing that was fascinating to me is that they're labeled stubborn. But I mean, there's a, a pretty good following out there that are very high on the donkey advocacy list. And uh, there's a lot of passion out there that no, donkeys are not stubborn. And I just want you to know, there is, this is a passionate topic. If you're getting the equestrian world, like donkeys being stubborn, if people have donkeys, they're not into that. Uh, and they say they, they, get the, they get the reputation for being stubborn because they're actually one of the most cautious. And if they don't understand what's happening, their instinct is to stop and not move until they understand or feel comfortable. That's why they take a while to train, but once you train them and they learn to trust you, they're actually one of the most loyal, safe, hardworking animals that you can get. There's a couple people I think that had donkeys because I'm seeing a few amens. I'm like, okay. So you might be on one of the forums I read. But, but, the don <laughs> but the donkey gets labeled stubborn because of fear and confusion. And it just hit me, how many Christians, how many people in this room, maybe you haven't stepped fully into what God is asking you to do right now. And maybe some people, you might even feel judged by saying, oh, they're judging me. But it's not because you are just stubborn, like, no, God, I'm not going to do it. But there's a level of confusion or intimidation around it. Man, I want to pray for someone, but what if I don't know what to say, you know? Like, like oh, man, I, man, I want to serve, but, but I one time tried to get involved, and I got really used and abused, and, and, and you know, oh, I want, to, I want to start tithing, but oh my gosh, like, uh, finance, I'm just, I'm afraid. Like, what if it doesn't work? I'm already, you know, paycheck to paycheck, and I don't got this, like, spare little, you know? It, it's, these, it's these moments of where we, it can appear stubborn, but it's so often, after years of being a pastor, so often when I talk to people they're not it's not just this blatant no god not doing it because deep down inside we know if we're a believer in jesus that doing it god's way is good and right and we should trust him but it's fear and confusion that block the christian 
that block the Christian. And that's why the Bible says that we have to live by the Spirit. In Romans, it says we have to live by the Spirit. Listen, the only way that donkey, think about it. Donkey goes from nothing, never been in a crowd, never had somebody laying on it, to a, people screaming at the top of their lungs, Hosanna, Hosanna, like the donkey's just right now, Hosanna, like the <laughs> There's somebody on him, he's never had that. The people are throwing jackets on him. Now they're throwing leaves at him and they're throwing coats on the ground. He's never done any of this. And he's by nature the most timid, shy, and scared ant of all the horses. He's like, this should have been a job for a Mustang or one of those, <laughs> where's that Budweiser horse? Like, <laughs> where's the Clydesdale? But when Jesus sat on the donkey, when the king of kings sits on your life, when he steps into your world, you will find that the shyest, the quietest, the most scared, the most timid, the most cautious people will begin to catch on fire and they'll be, you know, skipping. All right, throw them palm leaves. Let's go. Let's go. I'm telling you. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. I remember being in high school and I got saved and it was such a radical experience. I just was like, I have to, I have to win my high school for Jesus and I don't know what to do. So I have 18 WWJD bracelets, two purity rings, and a big leather Bible. Is this not true, babe? Did I carry a big leather Bible to class? Is that not true? A hundred percent. Our whole circle, our whole circle got on fire. We're like, our whole youth group, like, we're bringing our Bible to school because we don't know what else to do. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, come on, Bible, smack them or do something. Like, lay them out, you know. And, and, and I wish I would have had youth pastors like and, and youth leaders like Tyson and Savannah when I was in high school, who would have told me, hey, yeah, bring your Bible because that's cool, but you have the Holy Spirit. You can actually pray and talk to him and say, hey, Holy Spirit, why don't you mess up my geometry class today? Why don't you just, first, would you please deck our teacher? That would just be great for me. But then after that, <laughs> Jesus, come back. I'm sorry, Holy Spirit. <laughs> but, but no, I, I, we have access to the Holy Spirit. That was a side tangent. Let me just go back to, why could the donkey not be ridden? The Bible says that, uh, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in John 3, 3. He said, Jesus answered him and said, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot be in the kingdom of God. Then 2 Corinthians says it like this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Jesus isn't looking to just land on the the baggage you've already gotten used to carrying. He says, no, I'm king of kings. I'm not going to make room for this baggage and that baggage. I'm going to actually make you a new creation. And just like that donkey has never, never experienced this. It's a brand, it is new to this game. It is, this was its debut. And by the way, I'm pretty sure that donkey was ruined for every other walk it went on after that. <laughs> like, but, but the same is true is that you as a Christian, when you accept Jesus into your heart, he gives you New life. And, and a lot of being discipled in Christianity is beginning to break off the old things you learned when the world tried to break you in. You begin to learn, wait, I don't, when, when, when the Holy Spirit, when the King Jesus is in my world, I don't need, 
that, that relationship to make me okay. And I don't, need, I don't need that substance to make me okay. And I don't need to always have people's approval. There's nothing wrong with people liking you, but I'm not going to live for approval. And, and you'll begin to shed off the baggage, but that's the intention. Jesus, Jesus is so good, he doesn't just tolerate the baggage, he removes it. And, so, and, and Christians get in a wobble because when you become born again, your spirit is reborn, but your flesh still has some training. And, and, and we think that it's like, oh, okay, well, I just have to put more fleshly effort into this thing. And God's like, no, 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 I need you to unlearn the whole, the whole battle. I need you to unlearn the whole, the whole thing. And I need you to learn how to just carry my presence. And when you carry my presence, you'll feel, you won't need the coping mechanisms you used to need. You won't need the, 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 the thought patterns you need. You won't need the friend circle that you used to need. Uh, you, you will begin to have a shift so he wants to make you a new donkey, a fresh donkey, yes. a never before road donkey. Come on, I don't care how, how beat up you've come into this house. Maybe the world has worked overtime to whip, to break you, to put baggage on you. Jesus has one intention for you. I'm going to take all that off and I'm just going to ride with you. My Holy Spirit's going to ride with you. And we're going to live this new life together, okay? Point number two. Point number two. He told the disciples, when you find the donkey, I want you to loose it and bring it. Loose it and bring it. There's a process of walking with Jesus where he calls us to step into freedom. Now, there's two sides to freedom. There's freedom that most Christian, uh, Judeo-Christian circles can see really easily, and it's the freedom from, you know, what we would call lust of the flesh or sin. It's freedom from addiction. It's freedom from pornography. It's freedom from substances. It's freedom from, you know, insecurity, depression, bipolar. There's there's freedom here, and obviously God works in those areas. He wants to bring freedom to those areas 100%. He wants to loose. You know why that donkey was tied to a fence? That's how you start training. So I'll tell you this, that donkey was on the road to be not what, he, what God intended him to be. Wow. You first, you train them by getting them used to the rope. And what you do is you tie them up and every 10 minutes you come and you, you try to get them to obey a command, like take one step forward and you give them a treat and you're working this system. So he was tied up because he was being conditioned. He was being groomed to be something. Wow. Make no doubt about it. The enemy, Israel, and he is conditioning and grooming and trying. He's watched, he's watched your great-grandparents. He's watched your grandparents. He's watched your parents. He knows the cycles that come down your family line. He knows that this is in your family line, that this is in there. And he was going to try to groom and set you up to make sure you experience no more freedom and, in fact, more bondage than your ancestors. Wow. But Jesus said to go loose it. Let it loose. Romans 8, 1 through 4 says it this way. I'm going somewhere. Don't worry, this will all connect. Because I talked about this side where it's, you know, blatant slavery, addictions, stuff, cycles, all that. But there's another side of this that equally Jesus likes to loosen. And it's religious oppression. Religious oppression, it can hide a little easier. But it's anti-gospel. Look at who Jesus fought the most with. Prostitutes? Nope. You see no recollection of him fighting with them. Just loving. 
tax collectors, my boy, let's have dinner. Thieves, murderers, you don't, get a, you don't get a reputation for being a sinner and a partier unless your circle kind of brings that upon you. So, but who did, he, who did he butt heads with? The religious Pharisees. And here's why. Here's why. Romans 8, 1 through 4. There, therefore, is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that I was weak through the flesh, God did. Someone say God did. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirements, catch that, the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. It's an abomination to the gospel to creep back in. Yes, Jesus died for your sins and forgives you and sets you free, but you do have to do these, you, you have to earn it too. Romans does such a good job. I challenge you, if, if, that, if that lands not right with you, read the book of Romans all the way through. Paul does such a good job the first five chapters, he has to pause. He says, wait a minute, I just realized something. I've probably convinced you that you should just go out and party and sin more because the more you sin, the more grace you get. That's how strong of an argument he made to that what Jesus did on the cross was the full, the full fulfillment that we are dead to the law. We're dead to, we're not working for love or approval anymore, we're working from. And it's a free gift. And we need the Holy Spirit and to be born again. It just, it was all him. That's why I relate with the donkey. I'm, I believe he was a humble donkey. But how silly would it have been if he thought that all that praise and glory was for him? What an honor. What a wild ride. What a cool adventure. What a debut on the scene. It's fine to rejoice and be like, yeah, this is awesome. Hosanna, Hosanna. You know, like, (laughs) once again, I'm going to Shrek, but. (laughs) But to think that the Hosanna was about him. God wants to loose you, loose you. And we take a lot of heat for this. We take a lot of heat, not a lot of heat, but we upset religious people because we say we want to partner with people in their freedom. And if they abuse their freedom, we'll partner with them to get right. That's the bring it part. So we don't just loose people like, go at it, guys, good luck. You just got saved and you've been living at the clubs for three years. Good luck, we're not going to help you. No, no, if, if we say, here's your freedom. Here's your freedom, child. And if we see people abusing that freedom, we don't just loose, we bring. Come here. Listen, this is, this is the Bible and this is Jesus. And if you follow both of them, if you apply them, you will, you will, you will feel like it's a party. The donkey was like, this is a party. You will feel that it's great. You will, but 
but you're not going to wake up on Saturday with regret and not even remember and wonder, you know, is there going to be a viral video of me and you're, you're, you're not going to be in bondage anymore because although you have the freedom, you're walking back into a place where the devil will tie you back up to that fence. So let me bring you to Jesus. You know, and religious people, here's what they want. They want a community that insulates them from dealing with their own issues so they, they can feel holy but not have to deal with stuff. I know that sounds harsh, but it's so true. People will be like, how come some of the pastors here are pretty ladies? How dare they be pretty and lady? How dare it? They wore high heels. I need you to insulate me because I don't want to have to deal with the lust issues of my own heart where I can't see a beautiful woman and appreciate her beauty but then not go a little further. You're not protecting me. Or How dare you read the Bible and it said that Jesus made wine at a wedding and then Paul wrote to Timothy and said, hey man, it's tough work in the ministry. You can have a glass of wine at night, chill out. And, 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 and how dare you you allow people to have freedom at that at your church? I don't want to have to deal with my issue or my struggle in that area. And Look, there are some people that God will ask to lay a sacrifice down and say, I want you to not even bother with that battle in your flesh. And we champion those people. I love those people. And it's all about obedience to Jesus. But when we slip into religion is we want to create a country club that makes sure my issues, my trauma, my hurt, I don't have to deal with it. And we're not going to do that. We loose and we bring. We loose people from the bondage of addiction, of slavery, of sin, of religion, of guilt, of shame. We loose them from that and we bring them to Jesus. We bring them to the Savior who teaches us how to walk and be fun and holy. steward we get freedom because Jesus said it's for freedom that Christ set us free and finally last point and this one's really quick but it's important Jesus said and tell everyone the Lord has need for it this is important to me because so many people we talked about how the donkey's stubborn you know the number one hang up I see with people is They want to follow Jesus, but they just don't feel worthy. John 15, 15, 16, Jesus put it like this in such a beautiful passage about how following Jesus really is. He said, I do not call you servant any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you my friends. How can he do that? He's going to heaven, but he's going to leave the Holy Spirit. And mark my words, if you have a roommate that lives with you all the time, it's a good idea that you be friends with them. Just saying, like, if you can't get along with them, that's going to be a hard life. But he's given you as the believer the Holy Spirit. You begin to develop a friendship with God, an understanding of his character, of his nature, of how he works, of how he uses other people. 
So he says, you'll become friends. Because I have revealed to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You have not chosen me. Catch this. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed and placed and purposely planted you so that you would go and bear fruit. And I love this. And keep on bearing that you and your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as my representative, he may give to you. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, you need to know that it was him calling you. He chose you. Are you worthy by your own works, by your own discipline, by your own resources, by your own gusto, by your own grind? No. You are not worthy because of those things. You are worthy because he said you're worthy. He screamed it on a cross, and then he whispered whispered it to you on a pew. You are worthy because he has called you worthy. Can we all stand to our feet? Somebody need to be reminded today that Jesus has called you worthy. It's so easy. so easy to just put back on the religious garb. One last thing that stuck out to me, and then I want to pray for people, is that if you catch it, when he says that the donkey, they brought the donkey to Jesus, it says that the disciples put their clothes on the donkey, and then Jesus said. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, make no doubt about it. It's all about God in you as far as the power. But you want to have people, disciples who have been following Jesus in your world, who put a little padding there and show you, like, this is how you support the Savior in your life. This is how you live your life. This is why we do not do Christianity alone, why you need to be in a connect group, why you need to start serving, why you need to get plugged in. You say, well, but people hurt me. Don't be be the donkey that freezes. If Holy Spirit's with you, he's going to lead you to the right people. He's going to put you in the right place. He's for you. And if it's not good yet, it's God's not done yet. Yeah. All right, I want to pray for two people. First, there might be someone here, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've maybe heard about him, but you don't have that, what I'm talking about, Romans, where you've accepted his completely free gift to be his child and be born again. A new spirit rises up in you. You've been fighting to be a good person in your own strength for a long time and you feel really far from God. And Jesus is saying, you're not going to work your way back into this. You need to, you need to let me in. So I'm going to ask everyone to bow their head and close their eyes. If that's you, I'm going to have you in a very safe room. Raise your hand so I know who I'm praying for. I'm not going to embarrass you or anything, but, but this is between you and God. So everyone's head bow, eyes closed. If that's you, if you need to start a relationship with God or come back to Jesus because you're recognizing, man, I need my Savior. Would you just do me a favor real quick and raise your hand in the air? Thank you. I see your hand. Once I see your hand, you put it down. Thank you. I see your hand. So proud of you. Who else? Come on. There's somebody else here. I just feel it. I feel the wrestle. Make sure I see your hand, and then after that, I'll, you can put it down. I'm just waiting because I feel like there's one more person. I feel like the Holy Spirit's whispering to me, and you're wrestling with him. You don't got to be afraid. Thank you. 
awesome. Ah, there's one more person. I'm sorry, I just... Somebody did this for me, so I'm so attentive. Anyone else? Remember, he's choosing you today. You just need to accept the invitation. The hand is an accept. Awesome, awesome, okay. If you raised your hand, I'm gonna pray for you right now, but this is the amazing Ted Miller, and he has a gift for you. After service, come, get, uh, come grab him. He has a Bible and a book called Following Jesus that he wants to give you, and we just wanna pray with you real quick, but let me pray this. If you raise your hand, pray this from the bottom of my heart. If you didn't raise your hand, but you know you should have, you can also pray this prayer right now, and let's have the whole church pray it. So dear Jesus, thank you that today, you choose me. You died on the cross for me. You took the price of my sin, of my guilt, and my shame. Today I ask you to come into my life. And may I be born again. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to be yours from this day forward. I repent of my sin. And I give you my heart. In your name I pray. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.